Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number 33. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to talk about the most recent episode of the Desperate Housewives television show titled Boom Crunch. Boom Crunch. For some reason. Anyway, we're going to talk about Catherine. We're going to talk about Bree and Orson and Carl and Lynette and Gabby. All kinds of wild stuff happening in this show. And uh, Stephanie, to start things off, I just want to say that this was another fabulous episode of Desperate Housewives. Would it, I mean, would you agree? I really enjoyed it. I did. There, you know, there was an episode or two recently that we weren't too happy with. Uh, but they, you know, they are proving that this show is viable. They can continue to bring storylines in that are enjoyable to watch. And I want to say... I didn't get their names. I didn't, as far as when I was taking notes, I didn't get their names. But I loved just this additional story of the airline pilot and right. his wife. You know, the the actor who played the pilot yeah. is the voice of Homer Simpson. Really? Yes. H- has been the, ho- the voice of <laughs> Homer Simpson. Why didn't you tell me that? I would have listened for it. <laughs> How know. long did you know that? A while. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Anyway, that, that information. I, w- I did not know that. And I bet you if I would have, I, I guess that maybe it's good that I didn't because right, I, then that's all you would have heard. I, that's all yeah. I would have been listening for. But uh, Stephanie watches The Simpsons. No, <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> but she she is she is a wonderful um, place to go for TV trivia knowledge. I know. You know what? I have a lot of of random, useless TV trivia knowledge. Yes, she does. I really do. I mean. Not so much that I would go up against someone, but it's yeah. useless. <laughs> it's useless knowledge. Anyway, I, I just want to say, you know, I love that they started off. It's like, who is who are these people? They're just out of nowhere. Right. And they did the whole thing. I mean, we've seen it done a, a million times where they start off with the end of the show and then they say three days earlier and show everything leading up to it, which to be honest with you, it still isn't old. You know, it, you know, sometimes you think that this just could get old. Right. And and I've seen some shows try to do it every single episode. And it's like, okay, that is old. But but Desperate Housewives does not rely on this a lot. But when they do it, it's like, okay, I would love to see how this is going to turn out. And why is this so important to the story? Is it just going to be that this is a devastating crash? Right. But to learn that the plane was actually supposed to deliver a message right. to Wisteria Lane. That was funny. It was hilarious. I mean, yeah, that was, that was good. I, I liked that. Yeah. Um, you know what? Um, so I think that, that somebody in the chat room was saying, you know, I still don't get, I think it was Alan, I, I still don't get what was supposed to be so shocking about this episode. I think the shocking thing about the episode was supposed to be the plane crash, but they gave that to you in the trailer last week, you know, in the preview at the end, they gave that to you. So it wasn't shocking at all. Um, But I thought they did it in, in a very, very good way. Mm -hmm. It very much reminds me of the way they did the, the um, mid season cliffhanger with the tornado 
Now, when you watched that, now, and if I'm not mistaken, that was right before the writer strike too. So it was like a very, very long hiatus that they were on. Right. Um. But when when you watched that season with the tornado, you just went right on to the next episode. Where those of us who watched it live had to wait months and months to find out, you know, who lived and and who died through through that tornado. But um, so I I don't I I liked it. I did. Yeah. And I'm anxious for it to. It, it won't be back on until the new year. Oh, so this is this is this, this is the mid season cliffhanger. Really? Yes. So no more. I mean. Of course, what, I mean... What, what do you got, like what, four we, weeks? What yeah. are we, we're already into the first week of yeah. December. So th- for the next three weeks, right. there are no episodes. Absolutely. It, oh, it will man. not be back on until the new year. Um, Which means that there'll be a little mini hiatus of this podcast until then. Exactly. But that's cool. I mean, we can I'm use the time say, off on Sunday night. I'm going I'm going, um, I'm going to call a prediction. Okay, go ahead. And say that something happened to Carl and Lynette's babies. Those are my two predictions. Okay, something's going to happen to Carl. Right. And Lynette's babies. Yes. You mean the twins. The twins, the babies. She's going to lose the twins. I think so. As a result of saving... Celia. Celia. Absolutely. Now that... That's going to be my prediction. That, that's what I'm calling. You haven't I been have reading. Not, I have not read any spoilers. I know nothing. I. But that is my prediction. And, and, and then I will say, if you are correct... I'm going to go so far as to say that Orson and Brie are going to get back together. Absolutely, because I think that she's torn. I, I, we've yeah. seen that in her yeah. through this whole storyline, this whole arc. We've seen her be torn between um, between the two, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so, if I don't know it, if we've seen her torn between the two, but definitely between torn. the comforter, the comfort and and the I mean, she knows that Orson loves her and knowing that he was just bluffing now, you know, that's, a, you know, I, I do. I think she's been torn. OK, but we've seen her, you know, I, I've, I've seen her torn on whether or not Carl's the right guy. I haven't seen her tor- torn on. You know, no, it was with the um, with the um, everybody ought to have a maid. Yeah, she's like, you know, your husband is at the grocery store for you while you're oh, here. With yeah, okay, you know? I forgot about that. When she was really saying, you know, she really does have. She was really looking at mm-hmm. Orson as a husband. You right. know what he really does for her, right? And does it because he loves her? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about some of the things here. Of course, the episode started off with Lynette and Gabby uh, and and basically all the folks from Wisteria Lane uh, preparing for this caroling session. Um, the uh, it's the, I guess they called themselves the Jingle Bells. It's very obviously not the Jingle Balls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the character of um, is he he's Lee. Yeah. Right. Oh, I don't know. Is it Lee? His- He's Lee, and yeah, I think you're right. And the, is is it Dave? D- Dave and Lee? I don't. I'm now not sure. I forget. But anyway, yeah, I always, he is when Lee. I see, though when I see the one who's the lawyer who was with um yeah who was with Jerica, Susan or Shelley is saying yes. Bob and Bob Lee. And Lee. Bob, Bob and Lee. Lee. Thank you. But um, That's so it. when I see when I see Bob, I think of um 
One Life to Live because he played a character on One Life to Live for years. And I think, I think even still does. Okay. On occasion is this character. So that's who I see when I watch him because I spent, David Vickers, thank you. I spent many, many years watching One Life to Live and he is forever David Vickers to me. Right. Even when I watch him on Housewives. But I love Lee. Yeah. I really do. He is hilarious. I love his snarky attitude. <laughs> and um, so that was funny. It, it, I'll tell you what, going and, back and, and watching the previous seasons and episodes of Desperate Housewives was very useful for me because I, I, I always thought that they just fit in in the neighborhood. But even today, I mean, seeing this episode today, uh, really helps me uh, go way back to when he had the sculpture. You know, the, they right. had the fountain. Yeah. Uh, the fountain that was... The you tornado know, took the fountain away, didn't yes, it? Yes, it yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> so I, n- I never knew about the fountain until I, I caught up on everything uh, during the summer on all the previous seasons, which I'm glad I caught up because now I understand that they haven't always had it easy, you know, right. fitting in with this right. neighborhood. They they weren't they weren't welcome with open arms at first. Right. And, well, and, and you can even see now that with as much as they've done to establish relationships, they're still struggling. Right. And and this was very clear here. And, and I love Mrs. McCluskey. Oh, yeah. You don't want me to get all Grinch on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she took it a little step before, further than that. But that was that was some great. That it was, was some great. funny. It was great. You know, um, her this, boyfriend was in this episode. Mrs. McCluskey's was. boyfriend. He was. He's he like, was. no, I'm pretty sure that's always been in the song. <laughs> no. That was funny too. I know. That's why I'm saying this show is, is it's still got it, you know? It, it really does. But this episode reminded me a lot of the tornado. Okay. It really, really did. Um, and you, not just the, the destruction. Ca- the cataclysmic event that just brings the whole the neighborhood way they together. up to it. Well, here, and here is one. I'm going to give you one absolute specific that I think might just be a little bit too close. Okay, tell me. To, um,. To think that maybe they need to start thinking about, you know. Some new ways of some telling new ways, the story. Right. So do you remember um, Nathan Fillion's mistress came to Wisteria Lane the day yes. of the tornado? Yes. Do you remember what happened to her? No. She got mad. Yeah. She went to leave the house. Yeah. She opened Bree's front door. Uh-huh. And the tornado sucked her out. Okay. Okay. So she got sucked into a the tornado yes okay mona is blackmailing angie and nick uh-huh and the plane takes her and the plane takes her out <laughs> you know it was just a little too close like granted she didn't get sucked up into the into the tornado yeah. but yeah to just get cut off at the knees you know yeah now it's a little close i, I want to say this you know one of the problems with doing the whole airplane at the beginning of the episode was you know that it's coming <laughs> well, well no not just that you know that it's coming but the whole mona storyline right how is nick and and angie, angie going to make this go away well, when they obviously, it was obvious from the minute that she started blackmailing them. Yep. It's like, yeah. we know how she's going to go. Right. She's going to get hit by the plane. I mean, <laughs> well, it, it's I love like. It. I love when the whole joke about having to whack her. And I said, she's totally, I mean, she was just a filler. She's totally getting whacked. Oh, in yeah. This episode. She's a red shirt. You know, clearly. Was she? No, she wasn't she wearing red. She wasn't wearing red. <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been awesome. Um, 
but so yeah, she she was clearly a red shirt. You knew that she was a goner. Um, but I love that they joked about it through through the episode. Um, you know, I I, I want to say that they got me twice. Did they? The writers got okay. me twice because when she approached them in the waiting room, right. I thought that she had researched and that she was okay. she was ready to blackmail them there. Ah, oh, she's just a nosy housewife. Uh, okay, well here's okay. So so there was that, and then it's like, oh my gosh, the witness protection program. Okay, so then when she offered to take him home, I thought, okay, now she's in on it. You know, and, and I'm thinking, okay, this she's clearly wanting. That you is know, funny because I thought she was actually taking him to turn them in. I, I didn't think it was okay. going to be blackmail. I thought she was actually turning. She was taking him to the police, and they and she was going to turn it in. You know, turn them in for a reward. Okay, which probably would have been in her better interest. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> but to think that she was really just driving him home that that was weird. Well, yeah, and. You would think that, okay, you would think that a teenage boy who has been on the run his entire life and wants nothing more than to protect his mom so much so that he just swallowed a, a, a bottle of pills would not accept a ride from a nurse who already knows a little bit too much. Yeah. You know, I, I found that. It was a little odd, but, a little but, odd. but, but yet, yeah, you know. If you're getting released... Um, your nurses don't drive you home. Mm-hmm. You, you know, your parents still come and pick you up. In the chat room, they're discussing whether or not um, Angie would pick up the, you know, the envelope in the ring. I uh, hope so. I would think so. Matter of fact, the very first thing I'm thinking of, you know, from the minute that she, you know, she's turning down the, you know, the right. the $10,000 in the ring, it's not enough. And she's walking away. And I'm thinking if I was Angie, I'm like, well, give me my ring pack and right. my, my 10,000. You know, if that's not enough, that's not enough. You, yeah, you, you shouldn't know, if, get that amount just because. Or at least the ring, right. you know, at least at the minimum, I want the ring back. Right. You know, let me see what I can do. But, um, you know, the, but I will be honest with you. As soon as she was walking away and she had the envelope, I mean, I know the plane's coming. I know the plane is going to crash and it's going to take her out. And you know it's going to take it right. It's like, is, you know, is Angelie going to, are they going to be out the $10,000 in the ring? You know, that's. <laughs> and I love, can I say that I love that it was her legs because we watch a lot of other television shows where it would have cut off her head. <laughs> Well, we what really do you mean do. her legs? Did we know that it's just her legs that well, got it, it? It like came at that. It came at like it showed it coming in at that level. Because I th- I was thinking that maybe it did. Because I I, th- I, I was thinking it might have been at a at a higher level and that would well it would have been because if it's only her legs then she's still alive and that would be an interesting storyline to see that continue <laughs> on. No, it wouldn't. So you're right. <laughs> I think you're it right. had to take her out. It was just the way that she, the the way that they filmed. Yeah. Whatever it was. Well, I'm glad that they didn't show us anything more graphic. I didn't need anything more graphic. Right. But I do. I. But no, what I'm saying is it's we watch a lot of other shows that would have been more graphic. I know. Fringe. (laughs) Could you imagine if it would have happened on Fringe? (laughs) No. um, (laughs) I I have to make myself a mental note on Thursday. Ken says the wing hit her legs. If it it hit her legs. I thought the wing hit her legs. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Shelly's saying it's too low for the head. I was thinking it probably took her midsection, you know, basically decap, cut her in half. Cut her in half. Right. That's what I'm, I'm thinking, you know, but if it only took it, if if it only took her legs, she could make it through this. I think we're really just paying too much attention to what was just supposed to be Mona being whacked, you know? By the way, the I the little just, bit at the end, I don't. Th- I'm gonna I'm gonna counter you though. What? I still think. Okay, I still I'm gonna say that I think that you're wrong. What you were calling, 
You're, well, the, the Lynette thing, I'll say, let's, I'll give you that. Okay. I'm not going to argue the Lynette thing. I have a reason why I think Lynette, but go ahead. Okay, I don't think that Carl or Orson are going to die. Okay. I don't think either one of them. You think it's going to be Brie? No. Okay. I don't think, but the but the thing at the end clearly said it was going to be somebody's last. Somebody's last. It was it, the the lady in the 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 nurse. It's going to be her last. Okay. Well, it She's is her the, last. Right. It, it that was. I'm okay. telling you, I don't okay. I, I don't think any main character is going to die on the show. All right. I I know that you've read something. Well, but, at this point, Carl and Orson are not main characters on the show. Right. So. To take out a main character to me would be. I think no. To I take disagree. Out a main character Orson's a main character. I don't think so. I think not so. anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. I don't. I okay. He's not in every episode. I'll I'll agree to disagree with you. Is, is that that's fine. I don't need yeah. to be right on this one. That you, we registered different <laughs> opinions on this one. Stop that! We don't spoil ourselves, Jerica. <laughs> yes, we, we don't. I don't want to do anything that's spoilers. I, I know nothing. I don't even but watch the previews. I'm still saying. I'm still saying Carl and Lynette's babies that she's pregnant with. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, hey, a question: You watched the preview last week for this week. I did. Did it spoil anything for no. you? No. No. What What was in the preview? Can you tell? Do you the remember? chaos of the plane coming down? You know. But did you know a plane was coming down? Yeah. See, I, I would not have wanted to know that. But it looked good. Yeah. See, because I, I didn't get to see, you know, because I, if I, if I would have saw the plane coming down, the whole first scene would have been blown for me. Okay. Because I didn't, I, I didn't foresee that coming. Right. I, I thought, you but know. But that's because we watch TV differently. I know. But, but I, I'm just saying, I love the fact that I didn't watch the previews. The, so the Gabby promo. has Gabby has um, coming back into um, the season in January when it comes back. Gabby now has no excuse for not reconciling. With oh yeah, Lynette yeah. Because it was clear that Lynette saved Celia, even if her babies are fine. She, she did save Celia. Yeah, and. Um, so I, I'm, I'll be glad to see that that friendship reconciled. Yeah. Um, perfect ending to Catherine. Uh, that's what I wrote down in the notes. Perfect. You, you could ending. not have written that better. No. Because I, I, I honestly I was wondering. You know I've enjoyed the Catherine going crazy stuff, but I'm sitting there thinking, how can this end well? I mean, as far as as a storyline, how can this right. end well? You know, I I wasn't. It was perfect. It was perfect. I mean, it it really. Matter of fact, it, it it almost helps you to to feel for Catherine in a right. way. It it put her put her in a position, put her in a but place where you feel bad for her. Right. Absolutely. To know that like she had made up this whole lie to Dylan, you know, that, mm-hmm. that she had this whole lie going on to Dylan. And um I loved in the beginning when she points at Mike and he's like, Oh no, she didn't or whatever it was. It was yeah. something like that, you know. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Um but I did. I liked that she had the whole lie going on. She really what you know, they're showing us that she really had crossed the line. Yeah. Between and that you she know. was crazy. That she this was crazy. wasn't just this wasn't, this just, wasn't devious. This right. was crazy. She had you know she's Absolutely. she's getting a room next to Dave. She's she, yeah. She's you delusional. Know? Right. Um. So I enjoyed that. I loved loved Susan's accent when she called. I want to say that I don't think that was her. I think that I think that was lip synced because that accent was <laughs> identical to the nurse. 
I really believe okay. that that was a voice. Anyway, I think it was dubbed. I, li- I still liked it, even if it was. I think it was dubbed. All right. Because it, it was too perfect. I mean, it was too ideal. I really want somebody to tell me. I, you know, I'm. I if I had time, if this if this were lost, <laughs> let me tell you what I would do if this were lost. I would take the audio from the show. <laughs> And I would actually throw it into my Adobe Audition. Everyone and, agrees with you. And I would, I would one hundred percent be able to completely confirm, yeah. that it was whether it was dubbed or not. Right. But I'm almost certain it was dubbed. I, I probably, it, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed that scene. It was a good scene. It was. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, oh, okay. So um, let's see. Mrs. McCluskey. Get, okay, we already talked about that. Brie and Orson. I just wanted to bring that. Okay. I know we talked about them yep. just briefly, but I loved the scene. I loved right. the scene. I was bluffing. I was bluffing. I was bluffing. All you, you had to do was call my bluff at any time. And you could have left whenever you. You could have right. left whenever you want. Well, he needs to leave. It's her house. Right. Well, whatever. Well, you could have walked out. Right. I, I mean, that, walked out on us. That, right. That's what he was meaning. Yep. But. Anyway, I, I mean, I just really, you know, sure, I don't, I, you know, Orson has done some terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. There is no question about that. Um, but I'm a sucker for a marriage right. to overcome, you know, and, and so I must say that, you know, Bree's no perfect oh, angel either. No, she's not. And and I'm just saying that I would love to see this show Take the stance of reconciling that right. marriage. Right. Well, and it wouldn't be the first time that they've done that. Okay. We we've seen Carlos um, and Gabby. Carlos and Gabby reconciled their marriage. Um, we see Mike Tom and, and Lynette Susan. staying together. I know. You sometimes I wonder how they stay together. I mm-hmm. really do. But but they do all the time. Even yeah. and I I've disliked Tom for a long time, but um, but but they're always making it work. You know. Um. Bree and Rex were trying to make it work yeah. before he died. Yep. You know, um, Mike and Susan are remarried. You know, there's a lot of dysfunction on this show. Yep. There really is. But I don't think that they've ever shown you that you can't make a marriage work. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the, they, if anything, they've showed you that what seems to be a hopeless situation isn't always hopeless. Right. That there, there, there is a way, and and of course, I please understand if you guys are out there listening. It, it's not that we don't believe that divorce is never an option, and there are some places and and stuff where you know it, it's just not safe to be in a relationship that that may be out there, and and so I I, I definitely believe that that there are situations that. You know, if, right. if if you've been in a situation, mm-hmm. trust me, we're we're not saying if you've been in a divorce, we think any less of you. Uh, you know, we obviously don't know your situation, but I I I am a sucker for reconciliation if it's at all possible, and uh, you know, it's not a cause of abuse or neglect right. or or otherwise. Right. Um, in the chat room, they they've been talking about a little bit about the fact that they enjoyed watching Carl and Orson go at it. Yes. You know the the right couple of nose punches there. I was waiting for a little blood to come out of his nose, but I, I guess he just doesn't no. have any. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Catherine and Susan in the hospital. Right. I'm sorry, but I did not get that scene. That the very first Susan scene. going Susan going in and talking I with didn't Catherine. Either that and doesn't especially, make sense. But you know what didn't make more sense was that. Bob seemed to be the one who was encouraging her yeah. to do it. Oh, no way. Know? That's ridiculous. As their attorney, I don't think that that 
Right. No, that that was stupid. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I get it. This is a drama. It's not real. But that was stupid. Yeah, that it didn't fit. It didn't fit. Although at the same time, we both like the fact that, you know, she made the phone call to Dylan. I totally thought I thought that that Susan was going to tear the head off of the teddy bear. I mean, did you see the way she was like strangling it as she was talking to Catherine? No. And Catherine saying that I Mike, wasn't paying attention to that. Mike just, stabbed her because, you know, she said that she was seeing someone else. And, and Susan is just like, I really thought she was going to rip the head off the teddy bear. I didn't even know that she had a teddy bear. Yeah. See, you are all into the details. Eh. I'm just into the, ah, they're yelling at each other right. part. But I did like when, when Bob offered her the flowers. Yeah. And he said, and she said, I can crack Catherine over the head with the vase. I didn't hear that either. You didn't miss that part too? I did. That that was on her way into the room. He said, here, you better take these to, to soften her up or something hmm. like that. And she said, yeah. And then if she starts going all crazy, I can knock her over the head with the vase. And he took them back and he handed her the teddy bears. And I said to you, which apparently you didn't hear, I said, well, she can smother her with that. And then she's standing at the end of the bed holding the teddy bear and she's like choking it i really i thought she was gonna here's the thing i think that must have all of that must have taken place when i was actually on my iphone get, typing the typing notes. the notes right. and then all of a sudden just it, like something happened something yeah. it just went blank and i was trying to go back to see if i had lost all my notes and i did so that must have been right when it happened okay so i apologize i normally i tried to do my best to stay focused especially when you're having a conversation with me because lord knows i'm not always the best at doing that <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Um, let's see here. Oh, I loved this line with Lynette and what's their daughter's name? Penny? Penny. Penny. Yes. Are we poor, Mom? Only, Only financially. financially. Right. You I know, love that. I do, too. Um, I was saying something a while back. Um, I was joking, and it, it was actually it was with my mom. Um, and I was joking and saying, you know, well, since we're poor now, you just joking about the changes that we made financially to step out and, and start this business. You know, again, I want everyone to know I was joking when I said it. Okay. Okay. And was just like, well, yeah, since we're poor now and even over exaggerating and she's like, you're not poor, you're broke. (laughs) There is, you know, just making sure that, that, you know, it's not. You ha- they have so much more. They may be clipping coupons and he may be dropping out of school, but it is, we never take you seriously. <laughs> yeah, right. That's great. Um, so, <laughs> um, they, they may be struggling financially, but they're not poor. Right. Right. Absolutely. I I I like I did, too. I enjoyed that. And I love the fact that, you know, that they're not trying to hide the fact from their from their kids that, you know, things are tight. Things are tight. Things have got to change. You know, and and I love I love it when families are able to to be open and honest and talk about these things because, you know, that that's important. It It, is. You know, understand that money's not everything. I mean, we're getting ready to go into Christmas in a, you know, in, in a time where, you know, here it is. And and, you know, we just it it you know it christmas isn't going to right. be like what it used to be that's right you know or at all <laughs> yeah. it's I, not christmas, about the gifts anyway well it's yeah it, it's definitely going to be not. going on it's just not going to be about the gifts so exactly you know it, you know we're going to get through this and and 
But we we do have a lot. We do have a lot. We do. We are um, I, I liked when they they were talking about you know how much money they had in savings. What I'm which I'm pretty sure would be a lot more had she not paid off um, the older son's you know married lover. Um, oh you yeah, re- you remember that she she yeah. paid her to go away. Yep. So anyway. Um, they, they'd probably be able to make it for a lot longer had she yeah. not done that. I think it, I think it still says a lot to their, their ability to find it. And again, I know it's right. a totally fictional story. Absolutely. But you know, the fact that this, that, that thro- they've been through a lot, they've been through so much financially, I, you know, breast or not breast cancer, but, uh, she's had, she's a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. I know mom helped her out with the finances on that. Right. Um, but then the restaurant and the, you know, the paying for things to go away, mm-hmm. which is, uh, whatever, um, um, all of the things going on and and even still here they've you know Lynette's been making some decent money working for Carlos and and they've been able to replenish their emergency fund enough to survive to for four, four months, months. Right. and that just says a lot to, about a family's devotion to saving and, right. and and again I understand totally fictional story right. but that's that's the way we should be living our lives you know, right. we should no. be putting money away. Absolutely. But here, here's what I wanted to say was I thought it was a funny line when um, they're, they're talking about how how long the money will last, you know, four months, right about when the baby comes, you know, but they'll never miss what they don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. Tom, excuse me. Eyeballs. Tom says they'll never miss what they don't have. And oh, yeah, Lynette like clothes, says, like, like clothes food. and food and a sober mom. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear the sober mom. You didn't? That was like the I best heard the mom. clothes and the food, but I did not catch the <laughs> sober like, mom. And a sober mom. <laughs> oh, I so want to go back and listen you to that should, part. because that was hilarious. I, that would have been hilarious if I would have heard that. Where do you... I mean, where... I, are we not sitting on the same couch I, while I'm watching you, television? I heard the clothes. I heard the food. I just did not hear the sober mom. You're funny. That is hilarious. How did I miss that? I don't know. Oh, gosh. So uh, that's funny. Now, in the chat room, they're asking, you know, speaking of cancer, how does Lynette have, you know, pregnant with these children? And I think uh, Jerrica, Shelly says, you know, you don't always get infertile due to the the radiation. It depends on the treatment and, and, right, that they use and stuff. And and it is television. And if I remember right, they were all pretty surprised that she was pregnant. Right. Clearly, we know she was. She would have rather have the cancer be back right. <laughs> at that point. So uh, we've already talked about, you know, the, you know, Nurse Mona and, mm-hmm. you know, the 67,000. I think we, we don't need to go any further there. I like seeing Dylan come back. I love seeing I ca- characters that, that, you know, have you, we have an investment right. in. In mm-hmm. the past, and I love that she came you back them and pop up here and yep, there. I enjoyed that, and that's really the only notes that I have. Do you have any additional notes or thoughts? Because I, I, I'm sure we could talk just a little bit more, right. but um, I, I just want to say that it was a great episode. Um, you know, knowing that this is going, you know, we're going to be signing off for a couple of weeks here right. for the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. Um, some things. Let's talk about some characters and where we want to see them go when okay. they come back in the new right. year. So, Carlos and Gabby, obviously, the the thing that they're going to recognize that that um, Lynette saved their child, right? And obviously, they're gonna they're gonna reconcile. That that's the only thing we can see happening, there, I, right? That that is the only thing that I can see happening there. Yes. Yeah. Carlos is not gonna lose his job. No. Um, although that I still because see the danger. I, I do see the danger there, but I think that that 
they they've played that with you know him starting season five blind and you know i i don't yeah think that that would be a smart place to take them so soon right yeah for me it's still too soon right so i i think we're gonna see a reconciliation there um tom and lynette um obviously lynette will get her job back mm-hmm. uh, so the that'll take care of the financial. or will she want it back i think she will I think she will. I think I, she's I, not going to be in an emotional place to work when well, the show comes back. I know. And that's and that's the other thing. I, I really I, I really like your idea for a storyline. I don't like the idea of thinking what either. that means. I don't but, either. But man, for for a storyline, it, it sure would make sense for a TV drama like Desperate Housewives to go that route. Um, so It's something that it, it would be painful. <clears throat> there would have to be healing to come about. It's something that would go into next season even yeah you know i think mrs mccluskey and that guy's gonna get married you think i think so okay i think we'll see a wedding this before the end of this official season all right so uh let's see here uh susan and mike uh i think they're you know what what's what's new for them i mean can they just live happily on this show I don't think that's they possible. They need to for a while. I would like to see it. They need to for a while. It to be has a been healthy since couple. Season, since season one, it has been one drama after another for Susan and Mike. They need to be happy for a while. Yeah. At least give us the rest of this season. Like yeah. maybe start something in the finale. <laughs> that, okay. So drama. I like that for Shelly. Shelly's in the chat room and she says uh, more more Julie stuff. That would be drama for Mike. Yeah. And, uh, have them be healthy. In their marriage, but both of them dealing with the drama surrounding Julie. Because they're still, I mean, that's still an open storyline. They have Big not. hold they open. Have, we I don't mean, know. two, two, because she's still, she's still really fighting within herself not to continue this relationship yeah. with Nick. Right. You know, and so. And by the way, I want to read to you, uh, we have a, a, a brand new GSPN.TV Plus member, another young Plus member. Uh, his name is Sam, and he posted this in the forum. I'd like to read it to you. Mm-hmm. He says, we've all got theories about who strangled Julie Meyer and killed Emily in the recent episode, but I think the attacker might be somebody that we haven't yet met who's somehow related to Angie and Nick's backstory. It seems that out of all the people who who it could be, it would be too obvious and wouldn't surprise anybody at all. Um, let's see here. I think Stephanie and Cliff mentioned Catherine, and I thought about that uh, about that too. But the police officer who had an immature grudge against Susan confirmed it couldn't have been. So I can't think as to who else it could be. I highly doubt it's Danny due to the fact that he cared about Julie enough to try to commit suicide over her. And it would be far too obvious if it was Angie or Nick. I think perhaps somebody in Bro- in the Bolins' past is following them around and trying to get them in trouble somehow. Hmm. If they followed Nick, for instance, they would know that he was dating Julie. Therefore, they strangled her so he would be a suspect. And if he if and they he were following the him, the coffee shop. He would right. see they he would see him leave as Emily's last customer and therefore strangled her in hopes that Nick would be arrested for that. Perhaps this person is trying to get Nick out of the way for some reason, perhaps to get Angie. So that's the other thing in this episode. Mm-hmm. Angie we 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 all of a sudden we there was a something even to a little bit deeper 
Uh, by the way, Sam, they're saying in the chat rooms that Sam is a smart kid. So, um, or that Sam kid is smart. So right. I do like Sam. I like your theory, and uh, I, I'm I'm very interested. In Jerica says maybe it's Danny's biological dad. Danny's biological dad. Maybe remember I, I told I told you I don't think that Nick is Danny's right. dad. So. Was was the Bolins past? Did I hear this right? That there's something like terrorist related. It seemed that way. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Anyway, this show and is great. Angie told the whole story to Mona, but they cut us to something else. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, we didn't need to hear that. So, um, yeah. Anyway. I think that should wrap up our coverage of, by the way, what was the title of this episode again? Boom uh, Crunch. Boom Crunch. Ah, silly title, I think. You know, I don't know. The cl- the crunch into, you know, was the crunch the uh, crunch of the bones? Or was the crunch the crunch of the, the little hut? Was the boom the plane? I have no idea. I don't know. Boom crunch. You don't get whatever. It. Yeah, you know. Do you get it? No, I don't think Am so. I missing something? Mm-mm. They're saying in the chat room both, maybe. I, I, okay. Well, maybe. A, I just like I like episode titles to have a little bit of a more right. yeah. tie-in. I like Coffee Shop was one. Yeah. You know, um, all, you know, just boom crunch. That have, you're right, it, um, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, we just want to say. Catherine's plan went boom. Her plan went boom. Uh, we In just, her face, even. Yes. We just want to say thank you to all of you who are our GSPN.TV Plus members. Um, th- this episode's going out just to you guys, and we just want to say thank you. Uh, we ask that uh, you just consider checking out some of our other shows if you haven't done so. Of course, if you're a Plus member, you're probably subscribed to two or three of our shows. A majority of you are anyway. But if you're not... Some other shows that they might be interested in checking out. Stephanie, which one would you say? Of course, Stephanie wouldn't say this, but I will tell you. Fulltimemompodcast.com. If that wasn't the one I was going to say. What would you say? Family from the Heart. Familyfromtheheart.com. Check out one of those two shows. If you're not listening to listening to either one, choose one of those. Fulltimemompodcast.com. Familyfromtheheart.com. And, of course, uh, you guys know that Lost is coming back. Yeah, everybody, there are people in the chat room saying Lost. Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you watch the TV show Lost, you definitely loving want to check the, out the Weekly Lost podcast. Loving the uh, the preview, the, the, the yeah. promo they're, they're running for Lost right now. Yeah, with Willie Nelson singing Amazing yep. Grace. So anyway, uh, big announcement coming soon on the Weekly Lost podcast feed because uh, Stephanie and I will be announcing... Uh, plans and uh, information about how to get registered for our season six, the final season of t- the television show Lost, the premiere party. And uh, it's going to be a blast. It is going to be awesome. And so we will be talking about that very soon. Be subscribed to the Weekly Lost podcast. And uh, thank you. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. Absolutely. Happy New Year. For those of you who are only listening to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast, we are feel very blessed to have you in our community. We do. And we thank you for your plus membership. Absolutely. And we'll be back when the Housewives are back. Yes, we will. Find us right after the show. 
or maybe or shortly after or 30 minutes after depending <laughs> on if we start it late but uh, you can you can always check out our schedule at gspn.tv slash schedule until next time join, join the, the community, community.